Today's Daily DVR Goes True Detective is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR, use code DVR20 at all times, and get 20% off your order. No minimum. They got some awesome stuff over there. Yo, I just got an email that I have about like 10 items coming in from Cufflinks. Already know we're doing an Oscars giveaway, so get your Oscar ballots ready. But go to cufflinks.com slash DVR and use code OB30 to get 30% off Oxen Bull, fantastic wearable art all month long. Thanks again to the sponsor. Let's get on with the show. Today is Wednesday, February 6, 2019, and this is Daily DVR Does True Detective. All right, baby, we are back. And don't forget to go to DVRpodcast.com. You can email us like Brett and Andy did today at DVRpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on the Twitter at DVRpodcast. We love to hear from you. And I do want to just take a second to give one of our longest listeners a great guy. His name is James. And I want to say, James, thank you for being a great listener, friend, and super awesome dude. It's your birthday. So happy birthday, James. He's a patron. Been with us since the very beginning, man. And I can't I can't even all the things we've chatted about and all the info he's brought me up to speed with. I just he's a really awesome dude. And we call him grandpa around here. And I just hope that he has a really special day. So happy birthday, James. I'm back here with Solo. How you doing, Solo? I'm doing good. I uh Excited about talking about this episode. Much more in the zone than I was last week. Felt more okay. on par what I was looking for. So I'm excited, baby. Yeah. What about I'm... you? Did you? Oh, oh yeah. What about me? Oh. What about me, baby? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not all <laughs> <Yeah>. about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I am. Uh, I'm very excited. I love the episode. I actually just finished watching it with my wife. And last week, she had a little uh, bachelor viewing party, so she wasn't here to watch the episode with me on Tuesday night, so we watched both episodes, the episode from last week and the episode from this week, tonight, and uh, that was fun to rewatch, and I definitely picked up on a lot of things that um, we probably missed along the way. But that's okay. It's going to make it better for uh, the episode tonight. But it was it was great, man. And just watching them back to back just made me realize how emotionally resonant this season is. And, you know, there, we got a fair bit into this episode without me really uh, – without – really getting a lot of hints towards who done it. It was a lot of emotional stuff, but then we got more of it at the end and we got some clues, but really it was a lot of emotional stuff and it was fantastic, man. This show is just killing it on that end. It's like, you know, it's it's getting up there to a level of like a better call Saul with the depth of these characters. And um, Wayne just be- continues to become more and more it hit a pinnacle of unlikability this episode. And then we kind of see why he's that way and it makes you feel for him, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of little clues and little stuff, but we, you may get 
it, they may get lost because you're so heavily involved in the emotions of the characters because they overshadow it. And, and you're right. Like we were watching and I'm like, wow, he, Wayne has become such an asshole. <laughs> I mean, but you, you see why this case has literally destroyed him. Yeah. <laughs> through yep, decades. It has. Yes. I it mean, has. I mean, you know, and it, and it, because it, you see him getting possessive and he, he, he almost doesn't want his wife to solve the case or get a bead on him and how she's approaching it. And he's, you know, doing that. But, you know, when, when the kids get involved and they're like, you know, we never go to sleep without saying I love you or whatever. And then they have Amelia and Wayne have that moment where they come down, they put up, they put away the, their fight and what's going on. And they look at each other and realize, Oh, we love each other. We have a beautiful family and they have like a great moment. So it's like, great. But the problem is they're always fighting and it takes their kids <laughs> usually to bring them back. And I, I, I fear, I feel they have, they have a great love for each other, but man, they're just, I don't, they're just broken people. Well, he's broken definitely. And this case is, and being on the job has totally knocked him down and he's become, Unfortunately, it takes him till he gets older to realize when his memory starts to go, he starts realizing how crappy yeah. he was, uh, you know, but, but it's just, it's sad. I mean, as much as you get frustrated, it's very sad because they, they had the chemistry and, it, but everything went, it almost like they, they got together under the wrong circumstances. You know, they have sex for the first time. I believe that's for the first time, you know, after the shootout when he's all enraged and gets the scent of her ivory soap and then goes to town. And then it, it just it just feels like their relationship, I don't know, I'm not going to say built on trust, but it definitely uh, has some problems, Folo. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, man. It's sad because, you know, and in our lives – you see relationships like this where she is just maybe not the person to help him. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. Like he always needed someone. I mean, coming from Vietnam and then so soon um, just into their relationship, we see the events that unfolded at the trash can man's house uh, to end, uh, you know, at, we got the end, that explosive ending of last episode, and we kind of pick up a little bit. I guess there's like a one scene uh, before we get into it. And you just see, you know, it took me a second <clears throat> when they were, when she came and met him at the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, the way they were acting to each other. And then they go back to her, her apartment. And then I realized, oh, yeah, that's right. They just started dating. Yeah. Like this is like this is like literally within maybe a week or two, maybe I don't know of you know a little bit longer of them knowing each other, and this event occurred in his life, and that's so that and and like the case is their relationship in many ways, right? Like he mm -hmm. kind of he kind of uses it against her in both arguments and, and, you know, I'm kind of going back cause I saw both episodes, but just kind of yeah, remembering no, he did it in the other episode too, you know, where the book and her ambition uh, to be a writer 
uh, really kind of uh, took over their relationship. And then you see it in the 1990s scene, like when they go and have dinner um, and uh, they're just having that fight. In, you know, right oh. in front of his partner. And it's like, oh, gosh, this is so embarrassing. Um, but you see that their whole relationship is this case, you know, like it's so heavily intertwined. That's why I think that they the writing on this, it, it's it's really great because Pizzolatto did a fantastic job of intertwining the reason for us to care about their relationship and their family with the case itself. Yeah, you're right. I think Pizzolatto, I know he got a lot of crap for season two, which, you know, me and you both like, but um, I I, I think that he's writing a masterpiece here. And I, I, what, like you said, watching last week's episode and then watching this one. That's why this whole thing is a book. You gotta, it's, it's always like it's meant to binge. It's like the one show that we can't binge, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything we can binge nowadays, but it, it's good for to kind of take it all in and everything. But when, I mean, when he tells, when Wayne tells Amelia that, you know, you use people, you know, that just to, and I'm start like he really said that, and I, I'm actually surprised yeah. she didn't just leave him then. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's like, and and you're wondering. I mean, is he right? Because this is the thing: when you have someone like Wayne, who he's so angry, because when you're at a dinner party and something like that, he just he doesn't care who's around. There could be, who knows? But it only seems like when kids are around, he kind of stops. But yeah. when he's he's that pissed off, he's willing to say anything, not just like, you know what, let me let it go and we'll talk later. He can't even do that. And so he's just on her and he's just letting it fly. And he is opening up, which is good, but he's doing about it the wrong way. But you can tell all angles. He just – but the thing is, it, I mean, I know the, the murders happen pretty quickly, uh, in the, we didn't see much of him before the murder and the abduction, potentially, but he seemed already, even in that scene with, you know, with West when they're shooting the rat and they're chilling out, I think he was still messed up from Vietnam. And oh, he already, yeah. and, and already, and, and of course, being a black man in Arkansas, being a man of color and being an authority figure, I mean, there was a lot of issues there. And, and of course, him growing up. Um, with, with, unfortunately, with what was going on in this country. So he was already on edge. Uh, and so to add this thing, man, I, 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 again, I don't, it's too bad he couldn't step back and be like, wow, this woman loves me so much. And she's just, she has her own ambitions. Why can't you just, and just, you know, work with her. How, how, I mean, I almost think like, wait a minute, you, you, what's your take on this? I mean, again, that's it's 2019 versus, you know, maybe 1980 and 1990, but, or it's just, you know, the w- way things are going with, with this family, but it's like, why not work together? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree it, with you solo. She and could I, help I, you. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean by they're, they're just not the right people for each other to be healthy, you know, not that everyone in their life ends up finding a person who is healthy for them. A lot of people, sometimes people make it work with hard work. And then sometimes people change and 
and in this case, right. as we see, they have a bad, sometimes people have a bad relationship, but I think that's just the case where she really, he is a burden to her, you know? And in many ways he did slow her down. He did. I mean, sometimes in life people, you know, you want to take the side of the kind of, in this case, by the end of this episode, I mean, Regardless, we don't know the bad thing that they did, you know, but um, we I, I have think, my theories, though. Yeah. Oh, so do I, baby. Hey, so, so yeah, I. of course you do follow. Um, I wouldn't be. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I got, I'm like, I know we got to wait, but I'm excited to hear the Axel Foley who done it. What did they do? Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, you'll get it, brother. But um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, I, I just I, I think that um, they're. She, he knows he's a burden. He has mental health issues. I mean, this is just a story. How many stories have we seen? And we live in a country now where we're basically surrounded by so many problems that are directly traceable to our failure to deal with mental health in the same way that we deal with like someone broke their arm. You know, when someone breaks mm-hmm. their arm and they go to a hospital, they say, oh, okay, you broke your arm. Let me fix it. If you go to a hospital and somebody's acting erratic or whatever, they mostly just think you're messed up. You know what I mean? It still happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, and mm-hmm. not that, I mean, there are many people that care, but we need more caring and he is a broken man. And I think a lot of what Pizzolatto writes about and what these true detectives are are these broken men, these alcoholic men, these men who have seen so much uh, happen to them and around them and to people they care about that they can express themselves. And, you know, through a lot of therapy, he may have been able to get help, but even at that time period, that was not available to him, you know? And so the burden falls on his wife. And really, I I feel like, you know... Nobody's really wrong. It just is the way it is. And it's a sad situation, but it's played out brilliantly with great writing, fantastic acting. I mean, the scenes between them and the fights they have and the way that each fight is really punctuated by them professing their love for each other. Think about it, right? The two Mm -hmm. big fights in both of these last two episodes – at the end of the first fight, he, she, you know, he says, I'm going to cry if you keep on putting me down. And, and then they have a heart-to-heart, right? And then in this one, they see the kids, and, and then the kid says, you know, what, and you know the rule. And then they look at each other and say, you don't say goodnight without I love you. So it's like they know they love each other. They want to love each other, but they can't. And, right. Uh, it's just it's 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 very good writing. I have to I really got to hand it to Pizzolatto because you know, I don't remember if uh Nikki Velacro's uh I don't know if I believe that relationship as much. I like the relationship with the son. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and but I don't Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if I if I bought his his uh marriage and everything it was pretty stereotypical. This is some deep stuff and I have to say I, I was really impressed. I'm excited to talk about who did it and all that stuff, but really my mind initially was on 
the emotional and dramatic aspects that this show is uh, presenting us. And, and they're really deep in there. I think he's doing it, man. And, and I have to say, I think that this is the best season so far. I have to rank them. I mean, we do that now, right? We, we rank mm-hmm. everything. So for me, this is really hitting a home run. Well, yeah, I think the best season, though, is still uh, it's going to be season four with Solo and Folo in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, Alaskan maybe. detectives, true style. But no, you're you're right. This is, you know, I'd have to rewatch season one, and, and it, before I can come back and make a decision on that, just because I was in love with that season so much. Uh, but this is this season's been fantastic. You know, I I had a feeling they weren't going to start the episode with the shootout. I'm like, how are they going to do it where they're going to probably go a different timeline, okay, and then go into it? But I thought it was awesome when they're in, like, you know, the the police station, but they're, like, little office with their bulletin board, and it's looking at a picture of Woodward's house all in shambles. And, uh, or Woodard, is it Woodard? Woodard? Woodward? Woodard? Yeah, I think Woodard? it was, I think, yeah, it was Woodard. I guess you, of would course. Say it, you could say it that way. Well, I'll say it Rhode Island, so I woulded, but uh, yeah, that's how, <laughs> no, that's how hey, I'm, I wouldn't say it much differently, pal. <laughs> well, what's funny is we're watching; they're like, you know, Woodard, and I'm like, Woodard, wait, that's the guy that's been in jail for the wrong crime, and then I'm like, wait a minute, that's that guy, and then oh, he's dead, so he's not hasn't been in jail for the wrong crime. But I like how they, I like how he, they're looking at the photo, the camera focuses in, and then they go to it, and I was like, wow, that that actually worked for me. I really enjoyed that moment, and then we got back into it. Um, and that firefight was – it wasn't a long, long take. It wasn't like the first two seasons, but it was it was just enough. Like I know I, I, the headshots were just – Yeah, I was going to say that, dude. Yeah, and shout Whew. out to uh, – Shout out to Andy Nick for um, – that's Andy Dick's cousin, Andy Nick. Uh, shout out to him <laughs> for for breaking down Pizzolatto. And I wanted to mention that, that we did get to the firefight. We didn't start a, a totally new timeline though, though we may have. And it may be that we get the senior citizen detectives more so than we get the 90s detectives and we leave the 80s behind a little bit. So maybe we did make a transition that we'll see later. Um, there was a bit more of the 2015 stuff in this episode, I believe, than in the other episodes. Um, yes. So, yeah, the firefight, yeah, the, the definitely in 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 what it what it lacked in in kind of camera finesse and um, tension that the first two had and especially my favorite was really the second season fight. I thought that was kind of the coolest one. I don't need, I'll be honest. I don't really remember season ones. I know it was awesome and I loved it, but I don't really, I got to go back and yeah, watch that it. Was I don't chaos. really remember it. I think that the yeah. season one, one was like chaos. Season two was like, it was a war zone. And this was like basically just a marksman, you know, you mm. could tell mm-hmm. Like when he did oh, those yeah. two shots into the car and missed Wayne, I I said in my head that was on purpose. Yeah, like, he says it. <laughs> yeah, and then he said it later. I was like, yeah. as soon as he as soon as he put that gun, and I remember the Vietnam stuff. I was like, oh, he's just going to start picking people off, and every shot was going to be on purpose, and it was. And you could just see the way. 
I mean, it was, and it was the one, the other thing that I really liked about it is, you know, so much of what Pizzolatto does is institutions and the way that we're being controlled by the higher ups. And then, and then at the lower levels, it's just chaos. And you see in this instance, like that, that one, the one guy who was there to get the trash can man just starts running towards a cop running away and the cop just shoots him in the head. <laughs> right like he just kills him like he wasn't even shooting at it but it's just a chaotic environment oh, you know? I know and I then know. and then steven dorf is shot like by accident you know what i mean like the guy's kind of falling and the gun and you can't tell if he really was trying to shoot him and then they couldn't tell if they were against each other or they were all running from the from the trash can man it was i thought that it was very well done and it, it was simplistically shot um, you know, there wasn't any flair. I mean, I do have to admit that since uh, uh, Saliner left the, after the first two episodes, the directorial flair has definitely gone down, and mm-hmm. we're not we're not seeing that as much. The transitions picked up a little bit more this episode, if you notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you know how like he was walking, and it would blend right into him walking at another time period. They used sound right. a little bit more. They had kind of abandoned that a little bit in the last episode, so it was interesting to see that. But um, yeah, the firefight was cool, and I think it's it's it, they. I like the way that they're telling us things that were mysteries so offhandedly and just saying them right. Like we just all of a sudden find out that they pinned it on him. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know what? I actually, I found that shocked me that pe- most people probably wouldn't find shocking. When he's at the hospital getting questioned for the second time, he actually tells the truth. And, I, I, and for a second thing, I'm like, oh, how is he going to, he's going to, you know, because I was like, people haven't heard shots in a while. Then he fired. They'll know, like in other shows, they'll know he, they talked and where, why was there a gap? In, in time? But he's like, no, he said, when I count to three, I'm going to shoot you. And I yeah. shot him on two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was like, that actually, it was very, something very simple, but I was like, holy crap, you know, you know, most of the time there'd be some controversy. Oh, you know, I need your badge and your gun and we have to investigate. And I, I'm sure they still have to do that, but it was more like, Hey, this is what happened, man. And I'm emotionally, my, my partner might lose his leg. I'm emotionally, I got blood, his blood on me. You're asking me the second time. I mean, just, you know, and yeah. all that, even though it was said, you could see the emotions as he's pacing down the hallway back and forth. And he's got this, this new woman he's dating and he's not like trying to be at that point. Um, he's just so angry and everything. He's treating everyone the same. Yeah, um, yeah. And it even was the doctor. Do you notice the doctor when the doctor like touched him and he like put his hand away? Yeah, like man. he was just he did. Don't touch me. It's you can. I mean, he. They did a. This really, I really think that 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 particular scene, that particular scene with him, um, and then just kind of. The emotionality coming to a head, his grumpiness, his distance, the slow like walk and look like he's almost asleep. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah that that whole that whole scene was was really something else. And also, again, when you realize, wow, they just met each other. <laughs> you know, like yeah. All right, cufflinks.com slash DVR time, baby. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR. Use code DVR20 at any time. Get 20% off your order. 
Go over to Cufflinks and just take a look around. Take a look around. Look at the Oxen Bull stuff that they have on sale this month for 30% off. Use OB30. And you really, you know, for me, they really knock it out of the ballpark, man. This is some beautiful stuff. And if you're looking, if you have an event coming up or Valentine's Day is coming up, it's a perfect opportunity to order something like this and do something a little bit different, you know, go for like a tie clip, go for like a money holder, a tie, some socks. That is good stuff. I'll tell you, you know, as a husband myself, I like when I get stuff like that. You know, the typical little gifts you get are always great, but then sometimes, you know, you up the ante a little bit and you put something really nice in there that knocks them out. And I think with cufflinks.com, you got the opportunity to do that. Valentine's Day is coming. Get those orders in. Use code OB30 or use code DVR20. It's up to you, baby. Cufflinks.com slash DVR. Doing it. We love you, Cufflinks. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to some true detective. So the question I had for you, Solo, is do you think that they asked him to repeat his statement because he told them the truth? (laughs) like is that why he said i already told it to you two times and then he kind of walked away you know he grumbled the the doctor said something and then they and then as he was turning they looked at him again and they said look we really have to go and do your statement huh so now was it i thought that someone else he gave a statement to someone else oh okay okay maybe that's it i was just thinking if that's supposed to be you know, I think there's just so much clues in the writing and whether that was just supposed to be saying like, look how police work is done. You know what I mean? Like they're not the only ones lying. Like pretty much a lot of cases have to be done that way, you know? Yeah, I, I, I kind of took it almost as the theme of his memory. <laughs> and it's like, why, why oh. do I have to say it a second time? Oh, oh maybe because that's good. it didn't happen the way you said yeah, you know, or something, you know. So I, kind of, I kind of got it that way. Um, again, we're assuming reliable narrator, but we yep, don't yep. know. I mean, it all could be in a snow globe for all we know, which I doubt it. But um, just saying elsewhere, reference for you yeah, old fogies out there. Oh, but uh, yes, <laughs> me too. But uh, yeah, so um, that that that's how I took that there. So, but it could, who knows with this show? I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think I've I haven't because we theorize and we that's our in our nature. I haven't given up on it, but I'm just kind of at times just letting myself go. Yes, and totally. just enjoy it and just say, you know what, you t- like. There's times where we'll pause and I'll come up with something. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna watch it. I'm, let me just watch this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the way I feel. Actually, this the exact thing that you just described happened tonight. Um, my dog was like scratching at the door or something because I put him in the bedroom because they were snoring. And uh, I, we, we paused the show. And I said to my wife, she started talking to me. Oh, she wanted she wanted to mention that she saw the Indian guy – um, and and she thought it was the cop that they showed him the picture that the cop was missing um, in the bedroom with him in, in last week's episode when there was all the Vietnamese people too, mm-hmm. when he was having his vision. 
So my wife just wanted. So shout out to Perry. She saw that. Oh, nice. So that's interesting. And oh, she yeah. said that the, the, the trash can guy was there and he had a gunshot wound in his head. Oh. So we oh, didn't pick that right. up. So see, that's what I'm saying is – and then oh, I said geez. to her, I was like, well, it's interesting, honey, because upon watch, re-watching the, that episode two uh, with you tonight, I realize how much more closely I watch like Westworld – because like on Westworld, I think I miss character beats, but I never miss any of the story or the plot. And mm. I feel like on this, I'm okay missing stuff like that. I, it's like if there's a little clue, like, you know, I don't need to – I mean, I'm sure there's podcasts out there that are doing that. You know what I mean? That are doing this like serial and they have all the clues listed and all that. But to me – I'm not, I'm just not, I ain't feeling it that way. I'm feeling it more. I am. I'm, I'll be interested to talk about that stuff. But my first attachment to this really is of the emotional and character and writing. Yeah, no. And if you can somehow do both, that's great. But you have to watch the episode three to four times a week and we just don't have that. Yes, time. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Solo. That's a, I you said know. that to Perry too. I was like, honey, the difference is also. Yeah. I watched the Westworld episode like three times before we podcast on it. Right. Even if it's an initial reaction, I've watched it twice. Right. You know, like, well, it's like, you know, Lost and Game of Thrones. It, it's, it, it, we just watched them and watched them. And that's what, yeah. that's, we were obsessed with it here. I, you know, because after we stopped podcasting Lost, we took a break from podcasting really before we started back up and, and did some shows and uh, works for TV talk and all that stuff. And I had to like recondition myself to enjoy a show again. Not that I didn't enjoy, you know, just by just watching it and not be like, oh, I don't have to do a podcast. I don't have to have everything right. I don't have to have 18 pages of notes. I can actually just watch a show and, and gravitate to where I enjoy. That's why I like the law and orders and all that, because I just like to just watch that. That's my, I don't have to think too much and I'm just enjoying it. Uh, and that, you know, like we all have our shows, uh, that we, we like that. We like to do that with, uh, yeah. but this one, it's like, I want to, I want to see all the clues, but at the same time, you're right. I don't want to miss any, I'm just so involved. These characters are so rich and full of emotion, full of intrigue that I'm just like, ah, so that's why this show, I mean, as much as I have so many shows I want to watch, I will do rewatches on these shows so I can pick up these new things. Yeah. Like I didn't even think of that. That was a great pull by Perry. Nice. Yeah. And with that said, let's try to figure out who did it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this That's is an wonderful. email that we got from Andy just tonight, actually. Thanks for writing in again, Andy. You're the best brother. Here we go. After last week's episode, I wasn't sure if I was going to continue with this season. It was starting to feel like homework. Wow. However, I'm glad I stuck with it. We are too, Andy. I love this week's episode. It was easily my favorite of the season. From the sounds of the conversation Wayne and Roland had, they definitely know or did something that could get them in trouble if someone else finds out. I think Wayne killing the trash man was foreshadowing for what they did. Did Wayne kill the missing cop? Was Wayne responsible for the body of the cousin that was found? I wonder if Roland and Wayne found out the cousin did it and they had to kill him for a reason we haven't found out yet. I'll actually be surprised if we don't find out something like this happened, similar to how some of what Woody and Russ said they did 
and what they actually did wasn't always the same thing in season one. That's true. Uh, that is true. I remember. I remember they alluded to um, a, a big like mistake or falling out, and it was really personal. It really wasn't. You know, remember that? I can't remember the specific thing. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been so long since I've seen yeah. season one. Maybe you, uh, we we could do uh, in the off season a little season one rewatch, and then just do a podcast oh, about the whole season. Maybe after Thrones. Good. Yeah, yeah, maybe after Thrones we could do that. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. I'd watch season two again too. So. Well, yeah, dude, if, if, after, if you're up for it. Yeah, no, that sounds good. But I mean, I feel like we're going to be doing so many podcast Winterfell episodes for Game of Thrones. We're not even going to know what our freaking names are by the end of that. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I said, I said after Thrones. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be within five years. No, I know. I already got, ti- <laughs> I know, I already I got tired just thinking about it, dude. Like you were like after I, Thrones, and I was like, I, I hope I'm alive, dude. Yeah, you know, no, like, after, I mean, way yeah. after, yeah. We're going to go the well, way of yeah. Ned. Um, so what do you <laughs> think about, I like the two things that Andy threw out. Did Wayne kill the missing cop, and or did Wayne and Roland kill the missing cop, and mm-hmm. did, or, and or did Wayne and Roland kill the cousin? Because, you know, he was, like, surprised that the cousin was found, and if the cousin mm-hmm. was found, and it wasn't until 2015 that they know about it, right? Then is that possible? But I believe in the conversation, when he tells him that they found the cousin and he doesn't react like he doesn't react like, oh, my God, we're in trouble now. You know, did they find DNA? No, he doesn't really react to it so much. He doesn't remember. Yeah. See, maybe they both don't remember. Well, it's part of my theory. Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right. So, if we're gonna get, so let's hear it. Let's might hear as well it. go. So, I might as well just do it. Do okay. It. So, Andy brings up a great point, but I think it goes one step further. I think the cousin was killed, but I think that West and Hayes covered up that uh, Scoop McNary. They let him kill him because it's like, oh, you killed my son, so they covered up him murdering. They didn't. They didn't do the murder. Um, cause I, I just think even, I think that's something they would be real more. I know what they did, but that's what I think. I think they covered up. They basically handed him the gun and let him kill him. And then they covered it up. Wow. That's my theory. Oh man. And solo, that is a great theory because it's totally backed up by the time, the investment of time and scenes they've put into the relationship between Roland and Purcell, right? So we've already seen that and they did it even more uh, on this episode where he, he sees the photo of his wife and he's like trying to protect him so much when in actuality, they probably should have brought him down and already been talking to him. That's what I thought. But I I know he was trying to protect him, but, and and, you know, and and then Hayes like, you know, grabs that piece of paper and goes above and beyond. Beyond yep. uh, West's pay grade, which is, is what like, they kind of should have done, right? Like they should have brought him yeah. in and said, yeah. "Have do you, do you recognize this person?" And then, because because basically Wayne was believing, um, I should say, um, uh, Roland uh, was believing that 
he had no contact with the daughter, right? He was allowing, again, they show the show like again and again, the personal relationships kind of get in the way of the case. Like they're continually Mm -hmm. bending the rules for each other, his wife, this guy, Purcell, like there, it's just like, nobody is actually following procedure. You know, it's very, it's, it's chaotic in many senses, but that's kind of, that's the way the law is in real life. Um, but it's interesting. That's really interesting. Now it could be even, I mean, this is going then beyond and beyond. What if, you know, they hand him the gun, he shoots him and then Scoop McNary shoots himself and it's a, they got to cover two bodies. I don't know. It could be like something wow. nuts like that, but I think I might go just the simple route. Um, that, you know, cause he's so emotionally messed up. If he, if he, if he kills the cousin, I could see him turning the gun on himself too. Um, so again, that's that's kind of where I'm leaning towards uh, because they they set it up where it's like they did something so horrible, and we're expecting oh who did they kill? Who did they kill? What did they cover up? Uh, or I mean I mean who do they kill? And then it's like well what if they just ca- covered up and did that? Uh, yeah. And it wouldn't shock me, but you know that'd be cool. Um, you know if it could be something else, but that's just kind of my theory. So Andy, thank you. For, like we're kind of on the same uh, track there. He kind of, yeah. you know, um, so that's, man, <laughs> who knows? I like that. I like that. Yeah. And who knows? And see, I have to rewatch the conversation that Wayne and Roland have at the end of the episode because yeah. I, at times it was confusing because at times I wasn't, I, it was kind of hard to hear. They do a lot of mumbling, the both of them, and they have the kind of Southern, really thicker Southern accent. Like, and I just, I could, I was missing stuff. So I need to rewatch that. Um, but the, if the gist of it I got was I went in thinking as they started to say that to each other, what we did, what we did, I started thinking they killed the cousin. Like, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I thought he mentioned it. Oh, the, the the girls, did you talk to the TV people? You know, and then they talked about that a little bit. But I'm not sure. But this is good stuff, Andy. Andy continues, what is with all the references to Bill Clinton? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's probably nothing, but I thought it was odd. Andy, I actually think that this is a – I think it's a nice little writing touch here. And I was thinking about this because I mentioned that they show the picture of him with Bill Clinton. Um, and I think they showed right. it twice, actually, uh, in like two time periods, but maybe just once. And then he mentions, do you still have that picture of Bill Clinton? I think the reason why is to show us um, that he is basically a Democrat, that he, you know, like that he's kind of, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying all Republicans are bad or whatever, you know, but I mean, I think he's supposed to be progressive, you know what I mean? Like, I think that they're setting up the character as of as a good person, you know, that who who leads with his heart, and he was good at his job, and he was the best cop he could be, and 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 he's kind, you know, he's the he's the other side of the coin of Wayne, you know, they're like the same person, you know. I feel like maybe this could this could be like Fight Club. You know, you could have a fight club theory, <laughs> you know, because plus, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, plus the a real, I mean, we mentioned this before that, you know, Bill Clinton 
you know, President of the United States was from Arkansas. Yes. So well, it could Andy be just says that. that too. That's our guy. Yeah. That's I want, our guy. Yeah, I, I got the. Yeah, I got. Um, I kind of went on, but I was just. I think oh. it's just like a book. It's thematic. You know what I mean? And I think it's mm-hmm. just trying to show, like they're they they've had a lot of conversations about race, right? Um, mm. he's, he's, right. he showed sympathy and he showed an understanding of the racial politics and Bill Clinton was kind of known for that. I mean, let's not forget before Barack Obama, Bill Clinton was often called the first black president. That was that's kind right. of like, oh, yeah. that was like a nickname that's that he had because in the mm-hmm. black community, he had a lot of support. And right. I think another part of this not to go too deep into it, but I think with the time change between the 90s and 2015, Bill Clinton has become something different now, hasn't he? He's seen yeah. as he's seen very differently in our present uh, society than he was for actually many years pre-Obama. If you think about the years during W, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, you know, it'd be great to have Bill Clinton." You know, pe- there was a kind of nostalgia for him being this progressive light. And then we come to find that he really wasn't right in our present Mm -hmm. time. People don't think of him in that way, really. So I think that that is a parallel that we see in both Wayne and Roland, but maybe especially in Roland, right? Because Mm -hmm. for all the good man that he is, like he says, it's so sad when he's like, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I'm an old man. If you just want to visit me, I can do that. That was so beautiful, that scene. That was an absolutely beautiful scene. Yeah, and I wonder, uh, I mean, I, I got to go back and rewatch too because with HD, I wasn't sure if with Stephen Dorff if that was a tear or a scar under his eye. And I'm like, is that a scar? I'm like, what happened to him? There was you know? tears. It was They were both crying. Yeah, it was tears. Yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah. So, and, and the thing that Wayne can't remember that he done – why what why their uh relationship you know wasn't just you got married and partners drift apart something happened uh it could be what they covered up but also i'm very curious why roland he seemed you know he got a house seemed to have a nice woman he seemed to have everything together he's a lieutenant like what went wrong to him where he's alone in the wilderness with dogs and and booze yeah but something had to but look, that's a, another thing Perry said too, is she said that in an earlier episode, the dog came up and sniffed him. And yeah, he, and he I said, I brought that up with Abby. Uh, my buddy Abby brought that yeah. up. We he said, that up. Yeah. I don't like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and so now he's surrounded by dogs. So also yeah. the thing is, he says, what about that woman and all that? Maybe that never happened. Maybe oh. that whole oh, that's great... that whole dinner never happened, dude. And because you know why? That was remember that wow. was the woman that he goes and gets the number from at the church, at and the then church. he says, "I'm going to start yep. going to church," right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. a picture of her on his desk, yeah, in 1990. So, but then again, that's what I'm saying. How unreliable are they going to get? And Andy gets into a little bit more theories. Let's get into some uh, of. Uh, uh, what else he said? Andy talks about the shootout. He loved that. That was aw- awesome. Um, he shouts out again that they're bringing back the editing uh, transitions, uh, the scene ending with the door closing and Wayne opening it, opening a box. That was good. Um, 
the door opening and the visions that Wayne sees when they are reading to the kids, right? Like, um, oh yeah, that was pretty did cool. You, did you catch? Didn't they have it from a point of view of Wayne with the kids and the door seeing? moves? No, that he. What's that? It, what happens is they cut it so quick, and it, okay. he, he's not. It, they they did. It's this. It's you see him old then he reading he looks up and they and they cut back and you and you see he's old well just before he looks up they show it and then he looks up and the door is just kind of waving ajar yeah okay. like it's moving though like somebody was yeah. there and then andy brings up uh it's almost like the show is teasing time travel i don't think <laughs> <laughs> whoa whoa I know, whoa you know? Let's see. Nah, Could nah. Go. I don't think it's going there, Andy. Um, he says the phone call <laughs> with the daughter was weird. Besides claiming her dad wasn't her dad, she asked what happened to her brother. How would she not know that her brother was dead? Something about the call does not add up. Let's talk about the call. Um, okay. This is where yeah, my yeah, theory comes in. So, what's your what do you what did you feel about this call? Okay, so there's initial reaction call. Then rewind it, review it call. Initial reaction call. Okay, so in the press conference, when Scoot McNary is doing his spiel, does um, the Attorney General uh, Goodwin from Lost, uh, Brett Cullen, does he go on camera and say something while they're filming after he's done talking, or does he just take him away? That's my first question. Do you um, remember? When was that? This is why. This is why I'm saying because I thought she was talking about the attorney general, you know, Goodwin from Lost. I, I didn't th like. I thought she recognized him because he was on camera. That was my oh, first impression. Oh, like, oh, okay. He, no, I that's, don't. I don't think what, so. He did. He did though. He took over the press conference. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm thinking. He, it, has he? Did he keep her for a while? You know, I started going oh, nuts. That's interesting. You know, and so I, I yeah I don't I don't know if it has any water because when I rewound it and, and what I was like oh when I rewound the um the call again and and listened it's like he's pretending that person pretending to be my dad now we're to think this person saying you know my daughter is up you know out there come home but I'm thinking is this could could he have abducted her a long time ago and sold her off and he's and she found out like oh, oh no that was the dad. lawyer you mean the lawyer for the trash can man no 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 the uh, goodwin from lost he's like the attorney oh, he's yes. like the boss okay no i understand yeah no that was um sh no she was no that she would that was a different that was a different press conference solo the only people on okay, camera okay. in the press okay. conference that she was referencing was her was her father Purcell, right Scoop McNary. No, but when and then but when they're after, taking him off, uh, 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 maybe he does come up for no, a second and because say, and, because and John Tenney, who is with the Woodard's kids, they're like he's like starts talking and then Good right. uh, Goodwin's like just shakes his head. But I wasn't sure if that you know he's there at the end or did he? I don't think he said anything, right? I can't. Damn it, I can't oh. remember. I'm sorry. Okay, I I, it, I get what you're saying now. Okay, like maybe he came up and said, "That's the end of the press conference," or right, right, right. For, yeah, you know what? That would be. Um, that's that might be. That's probably he, stretching yeah. it. Well, that's, it, he's got that. That's look, just the feeling he? I got. 
Doesn't he? Yeah. See, they're, yeah. They're and he was so up. quick in the eighties to like not want to do the door to door thing. Yep. It just, it just, that's, that's, that was just an initial thing. But then I kind of retracted from it and I'm like, no, it's probably not that I'm overthinking it. I just, for some reason, that stuck in my head. And then when I rewound, okay, okay, maybe not. Maybe, and I think Lady Solo brought this up to me, maybe that she was so brainwashed when she was taken that these people like, oh, that's not your real father. Well, not really brainwashed because uh, we we don't – I forget now. <laughs> so, sorry, listeners. Is, is he the – is Scoot McNary the real father of her or no? Well, we <laughs> don't know. We okay, don't, we don't that's know. That's in okay. question. That's in question. So, yeah. So who could be brainwashing her? Oh, that's not your real dad. So that's what she could yep. mean. Mm-hmm. Not that she's, he was abusing me. And, you know, so it, um, so yeah, so that, that's where I, I just, that's the problem. Like <laughs> why I just want to watch the show at times because I just get so in my own head. And I, I, I don't know if like what we just went through trying to figure out if Goodwin was <laughs> talking at the press conference. I don't even know. My, my mind is just messed up as haze. Like I'm, I can't remember. <laughs> well, that's, I should have read the book. Man. I mean, I think that they're doing yeah. things. I think they're also a lot of the scenes that follow each other in different time periods are purposefully disconcerting and it takes you a second to figure out which time period is, you know? Um, I think they're doing that on purpose. Um, I think that's an interesting theory. Uh, I'm, I have a little bit of a different one and it does play into though, what, what you're what you brought up, which I think is a part of it, but in a totally different way, which is I'm pretty convinced at this point, I'm still going with the same theory because I think of the institutions that Pizzolatto is always getting into. It's it's been in True Detective before, these secret societies or whatever. So I do think that now with the evidence missing, the unknown fingerprints missing, um in we're missing in nineteen ninety you have all the cops surrounding him watching when he watches the listens to the phone call as if almost like now perhaps he is a suspect in some way right mm-hmm. um i i'm getting the feeling still that the family or the man who is her real father that the mother who had who she said over and over again i have the soul of a whore um, she, uh, they came back for her and the kid died by accident and they felt bad about it and they placed him there in the woods and perhaps ah. she had had been having a relationship. They had been, that's the aunt, auntie and uncle or the people in the car. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, uh, they, try to take her away there. They have a lot of power in the town. They were able to, to do, to mess with the case in all these different ways. And they convinced her that something bad was going on, or maybe something was maybe the cousin, maybe at the same time, the cousin was molesting her and the mother did know about it. And the mother actually did write the note because she wanted the kids to be taken away. And she knew that the son died by accident and maybe she was going to come out and say it. So they killed her later 
or she did get back into drugs and kill herself. But I think that's kind of what it's going to come around to. And I like your idea that they decide it's the cousin that did it and they let the father kill them or they kill the cousin. You know, I think it's going Mm -hmm. down that way uh, where it's basically a whole bunch of uh, chaos and it's um, a situation where uh, it's a, just a whole lot of mistakes and people following their emotions instead of actually the, try to find out the facts. And I think it might be something like that. I don't know. What do you think of that, Solo? That's, that sounds plausible, that's right? That's pretty good. Yeah. No, that's uh, – You know, and, and it, that, pull, it puts be- all the themes into into perspective too, right? Yeah, no, it does, and plus, because I, I keep getting over, you know, remember when he didn't remember the car in, in 2015, the yeah. color of the car, oh, yeah. yeah, and then it's a woman a woman and a man, and they them going to the, to the woods to play, bringing toys, that's something like a, a father or mother getting back yes. into a kid's life would the, yeah, do. Yeah, they were trying to get um, to know them, yep. Yes, so that makes that makes a lot of sense. And the mother had such um, a bad, had such a low self esteem. You know what I mean? Like in that mm-hmm. conversation she has with Wayne's wife, and she, you know, she said that again. I'm, I'm, I have the, I have the soul of a whore, or whatever, and blah blah. And 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 if it is true that she wrote the note, right? Mm-hmm. It could be true either that she's in on it or that she just wrote the note because she basically felt it was her fault because she was such a bad mother and she just wanted to give her husband like an out, you know, that somebody else did it. Like he can say, oh, they took him, you know what I mean? Instead of having a mystery Mm -hmm. um, like he always had with her if she was cheating or not, you know, so that makes sense too. So, right. Yeah, no, it's again the writing. It's a lot of stuff, man. The, a lot, lot of, of cool stuff. stuff. So, um, Andy, the last part of Andy's email is where he theorizes Oops. that maybe Wayne did it. Okay. Now we talked a little bit about this, and we think it's more so probably that it's the um, that they killed somebody later, like they said. But um, Andy does have some uh, some evidence here. So let's look at this evidence. First, Wayne found out that in 1990 that the prints were missing off the kids' toy files. He also told the clerk that he was the one who put the files in evidence with the prints. Who better than him to make the evidence disappear? Second, he claims the backpack was planted. Who would be able to plant evidence at a crime scene better than a cop who knows the location? Third, Wayne has a lot of anger issues and is abusive and sometimes violent. Fourth, he seems to be having memory loss in two of the three time periods that we know of. And I agree. It seems like something is really happening to him as early as 1990. Doesn't it? Well, yeah, I remember they mentioned that clue. Yeah. Yeah, And it definitely could be. Um, I always thought that, would it be awesome? I mean, I don't know if it's ever been done, maybe in a Lifetime movie, but that if you got the lead guy investigating a case and he's actually the killer, um, I just love that idea. I don't know it here, but it definitely, again, it could be. Who knows? It wouldn't yeah, shock yeah. me. This it is wouldn't the, shock now, me. Andy, this is the one that really gets me because it, 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 it brought up a visual um, representation of this, which I could see them pulling. And this is uh, this is where he talks about Wayne being an unreliable narrator, 
Um, finally, he was the one who found the dead boy by himself. It is the only actual mm. tracking we have seen him do. We have only been told he was a tracker in Vietnam. The only time we have seen him track was when he found the boy. If we have an unreliable narrator, we have to question everything he says. Was he having memory problems in 1980 as well? What if he isn't actually a master tracker? He just knew exactly where to go because he was there before because he did it. What if the sh whole show is Wayne trying to find himself? He just doesn't know it because he can't remember he did it. Memento. Now, yeah, memento. Now, Andy says he'd be shocked if it goes this direction. I would be too, but I also think they could actually pull it off and it would make narrative and thematic sense. It would make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about everything, like why they placed the first date in episode four and all this other stuff, it's just the way they're structuring it as a, you know, a jagged mind puzzle. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me and it would probably blow us away. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It would blow viewers away. Like, wait, what? Yeah, what? That'd be, that'd be fun, dude. I'd love to see uh, Twitter the next day or that night. Oh, my right? gosh. Everyone would, would be complaining. Um, all right. Thank you, Andy, for your awesome email. So let's wrap it up with two quick points from Brett. Okay. Um, uh, and here we go. And thank you, Brett, for your email. And, of course, once again, yes, thank you, Andy. You guys are awesome. Two points from Brett. Amelia is in love with the aura of a detective more so than with Wayne. Her own detective work satisfies this infatuation. Perhaps in 1990, as the couple was drifting apart, an unraveling Wayne accused her and Detective Roland West of fooling around, an accusation that ended their friendship and that Wayne has yet to apologize for. Wow, that's interesting. Again, it could be a emotional thing that separate not i like that brett i kind of like that yeah what's funny is when, when when they were talking in 2015 together i'm like what did, did wayne cheetah what did he do i, I just like yeah, it seemed deeper, went in my head right? like yeah. did he did he hit on his woman and sleep with her i don't know yeah because it was, was like because he said he didn't want to talk about the case so that wasn't right. about the case yeah it was personal you know Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, all right. And now Brett's thrown out a theory. Could this new cop character, the one who's missing, named Harris James, have been friends with Mr. Hoyt? That would have made him virtually untouchable. Theory. Wayne and Roland learned that Harris James was the one who planted Will's red backpack at the trash man's house deduced his responsibility in the murder kidnapping, took matters into their own hands and killed him and buried him in the woods. How is he connected to Lucy? He's Julie's biological father. And since Lucy and cousin Dan were close and Dan felt Tom was a low life of a husband, maybe Dan secretly helped arrange time for the kids to spend time with Harris James. Interesting. Mm. But, uh, but I still, I, yeah. I think that this Harris James guy, Brett may be a link along the chain in the Hoyt thing, but I think I would agree. I we're on the same path here. Perhaps even maybe I don't know about the. I like the angle of the cousin helping instead of having been like abusing them and a reason mm -hmm. to get them out. But I still think it's probably going to be 
somebody that is related to Hoyt, like the son, you know what I'm saying? Or the daughter, the heir or something, you know what I mean? Like, right, um, right. and then this cop is actually just someone who was on the take and involved in it. But that's interesting if it turns out to be him, you know, but then what's it just, is it just being friends enough to have him be untouchable? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's... I got it. And this guy had facial hair the night of the town meeting. It was the man with Amelia in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's him. There you go. There you go, man. Cool. I'm telling you, there's well, a lot. That's fun. Thank stuff. you, Brett. Thanks for those. That's nice. those, That keeps me thinking, man. But um, I know. I know. This show, I really have to say, so I know we're going to wrap it up here. Um. But this show has really been doing it for me because just like we spend the first part talking about the emotions and how, you know, that's so satisfying. And then we can just dive right into the theories and there's so much and there's so many ways to go. But I do think no matter how it ends, it's going to be convoluted and and crazy. But I do think it's the emotional resonance that's going to stay with me. Yeah. No, I'm with you. 100%. Awesome, baby. All right. Do you have any final thoughts here, Solo, on True Detective episode four or episode five, actually? Uh, just real quick. I, I was listening to a little bit of Ball Move, but I fell asleep because they do uh, the the world we deserve. And they had mentioned something about an Easter egg on the laptop of the host in 2015. Have you heard about that? No. Okay, well, maybe we can hit it next week. There's, okay. there's, she has her, I guess when she's interviewing him and she hands him a paper or something on her laptop, there is a, something with Russ Cole and Woody Harrelson's character from season one on oh, there. And didn't they, I heard about and, this, yes. And didn't they, wasn't that in 2015 when that happened? Yes. The final shoot, the final. So they're talking maybe it could be tied in with something well, there. Also, or, don't forget that after the first episode, when they mentioned when she mentioned the sex cults in the area, mm-hmm. um, that people were saying that um, that was a reference to True Detective season one. Okay, okay. So there so. and there's supposed to be another reference too, but yeah, see there those guys they they're probably diving way deep into every screen yeah you know what i mean so that's cool i haven't listened to them in a while how's that show you like it yeah well the thing is with them when they love a show they're really good yeah true true. (laughs) that's the thing when they don't like something it's tough to listen to but when they're on on a show they're you know they're fun so because uh i like when they do game of thrones and stuff so uh, yeah i've been kind of because i needed some sort of true detective pod other than ours just to give me something but I always fall asleep, so I got to go back and listen. But I like it. <laughs> they have more time to dive in. Yeah, cool. All right, everybody. Well, um, any final uh, any words on anything else after that? So just well? just want to say thank you, follow again. I love this true detecting. And remember, I just want to leave you with this quote. I think that whole generation is a bunch of pussies. Yeah, man. That's the truth, baby. Well, listen, everybody, I do want to take a time to thank uh, Andy for a iTunes review. And if anybody wants to review the uh, feed for just the True Detective feed or for Daily DVR, that's awesome, too. Remember, we do Daily DVR five days a week. And actually, over on the Patreon, I've been reviewing Star Trek Discovery. I'm going to continue probably after each episode doing a quick review and posting that. 
Uh, Solo and I do the film list. We do a whole bunch of other kind of stuff. And you can get that at patreon.com slash DVR. You can check out our website, DVRpodcast.com. And you can email us like Brett and Andy did at DVRpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for all the new subscriptions. Um, I do, I want to take a second here and kind of give, uh, you know, say thank you to Heath and everybody too, because it feels kind of good. We've been consistently ranked in the iTunes, like top 200, which is pretty cool. It means that we're getting, people are sticking around and suggesting us to other people. And, you know, we really do appreciate that. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, it's awesome. And thank you, Solo. It would be nothing without my Solo. Hey, nothing without my Solo. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, and shout out to Newbie for the whole idea of putting it on a different feed. You're the best, Newbie. (laughs) You rock. All right, everybody, peace out. Motherfucker made me carry his own water.